Hello, fellow Redbirds. Welcome to Bird Fans Forever podcast number 44. Please follow us on our at Bird Fans Forever Twitter account to be notified of our latest podcast videos and our participate in our fun polls. Also, go visit our website, www.birdfansforever.com, where you can find a list of our previous podcasts. Finally, go visit Bird Fans Forever on YouTube and slam dunk that subscribe button. YouTube has our archive of classic Redbird games that we've attained from so many kind Redbird fans who shared their video libraries with us. We're still adding to our list of online games, so head over there to YouTube site and find an old game to watch. A good game to watch from our archive is the 1988 Redbirds game versus Indiana State. A great game from today's guest and a Redbird win. And just wanted to say a word here to help our Redbirds. Go get your Empower the Nest beer from Keg Grove Brewing Company. We'll make sure they kick up production for the beer when this video goes viral. Our guest today played for the Illinois State Redbirds basketball team from 1986 to 1990 and was on the team and played with John for all those years. We've been looking forward to this podcast for a while since this podcast number matches this player's jersey number. We'll be right back with RB4L, Sonny Ray. Before, great to be with you, gentlemen. Also, I really, uh, I've been watching every podcast. I seriously, I've watched every single one and uh, I've enjoyed them. So, uh, I think you guys are doing a great job. Seriously, good. Learned Thanks. a lot, Thanks, brother. Learned yeah. A lot of players, a lot of coaches, <laughs> a lot of things. Oh, seriously, it's great. I mean, uh, but we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. So, all right, we'll get you your first one. So, normally we ask, how'd you get the ISU? But we want to back up a step. Everybody hears me refer to you as Sonny Ray. You played with me as Sonny Ray Roberts. You want to explain that? Yeah, so, uh, I was actually uh, Sonny Roberts in high school because uh, that was my stepfather's name. So, uh, when my father, my biological father died, uh, his last name was Ray. He died when I was a freshman in uh, high school. And then uh, sometime after that, my stepfather was like, I'd like to adopt you, and when you take my last name, I was like, okay. Young high school kid, I don't know what the hell is going on. So I was like, sure, you know, my mom was fine with it. Um, so I was Sonny Roberts in high school, and then, uh, of course, went to ISU with Sonny Roberts there. And then I got married shortly after we graduated, Pimp, as you know, you were there. Uh, I was there. And Ray Roberts, or being confusing, why would we just change our last name? All of us just change our last name to Ray and just keep it simple. And I was like, well, it kind of makes sense. So, you know, we went to the lawyer in Rockford and went in front of the judge, and all three of us changed our last name to Ray, and it's been that way ever since. <laughs> and uh, so that was 1990, and then... Uh, our daughter was born in 91, December 91, and then it was like a year after that or two, I think it was maybe a year or two after that, so we're talking like 92, 93. Uh, getting recruited uh, by a whole bunch of schools, uh, I don't know. My, I was lucky, and my coach uh, sent me to uh, BC All-Star Camp. Now, they used to be in Rensselaer, Indiana, and then they had one down in Macon, Georgia. I don't even know if they're still around, but uh, it was an invite-only camp. Because yeah. my coach was my coach and well known throughout the state, etc. Knew a lot of college coaches, all that. He had one in one invite, and he sent me uh, my. I think it was the summer before my sophomore year. He sent me down there. It might have been the summer before my junior year. I don't remember. But uh, he sent me down to this BC All Star camp in Rensselaer, Indiana. 
I mean, just every coach, every major coach in the country. I mean, you name it. I mean, they were. I mean, all the best players were there. Uh, you know, Steve Alford, all these guys. I mean, just all the guys were there. And actually, I think Cliff was there also uh, from our team. But uh, yeah, and now I didn't yeah, know him at no. the time. You know, but he, I think he was oh, there really? the same week that yeah. I was there. But because uh, I remember Cliff talking about it after we were at right. But uh, so because he sent me that, uh, that got my name out. You know, and all the yeah. recruiting and all that stuff. And then so that all started. And uh, when it came to ISU, uh, my first wasn't my first contact, but uh, we were. I remember in the summer, uh, it was probably that same summer. Uh, Coach Platt. Um, was that open gym? I remember my stepdad would always pick me up, take me to whatever, you know, whenever I had to go to school or go to a game or whatever. They and you know, Coach Gores, my high school coach, knew him, and uh, I think it was a no contact period or something like come yeah, and talk to yeah. me. But throughout high school, either my my parents drove me everywhere. They didn't let me get my license. So, uh, and I remember it was kind of weird. Uh, my mom was talking to him. We were playing open gym and. I went out after we were done and uh, got in the car, and my mom says, uh, I talked to that coach from Illinois State, so he's very nice. And I was like, oh, that's weird. My mom doesn't like anybody. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I, I was like, I don't know what this guy said to my mom for my mom to be, you know, say something nice about him, but whatever. Uh, so that was my very first contact. And then uh, I don't, the main thing I remember from being recruited was uh, Coach Smith, Terry Smith. Uh, he was the main guy that I talked to on the phone. Uh, you know, I want to say all the time, but he was regularly talking to yeah. me. And uh, there was one game. Uh, see, it was my uh, no, it wasn't. It was my junior year. It was before I'd signed. Uh, signed my letter of intent in the fall period of our senior year, John. And uh, I think it was. And uh, there was a snowstorm. I mean bad storm and we were playing at Harlem in uh, Rockford and uh, I couldn't believe it that Coach Smith, it was a Friday night and he showed up with him and his beautiful wife and I was like I felt embarrassed like he waited for me after the game I mean it was a snowstorm it was bad and this guy drove through it and waited for me after the game and he was going to drive back to normal you know I, yeah, was, yeah. I was impressed by that Yeah, I was like this guy is Sincere. I mean, it was real, you know, and uh, I, he just came across as a legit guy, just, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. So that was part of it. Coach Smith was a big part of it. And then uh, I remember yeah. uh, there was a game that uh, I think was the same season. Uh, me and Danny went down to a game at Horton, and I don't remember who it was against, but uh, I just remember going to the game. We, were, we just really weren't, you're a high school kid really impressed with Horton and the, the how it's going to sound funny but how bright and shiny the court was right right all the lights in Horton and just, it was just, yeah it was just it was just like wow you know like and, and of course it's you know you see the fans and they're going crazy and think the junior year for <laughs> and Michael and those guys because our senior year was their senior year yeah. so this probably would have been like their junior year uh, I was just really liked each other. Like they all got along well. Official visit. We just went to a game. Uh, I stayed with Jim, you know. But uh, 
so that was that was big for me too and then uh, uh, and then fall of my senior year Illinois State was one of my visits and Jeff and Matt out there in uh, whatever Manchester whatever and that visit correct really yep. yeah yeah absolutely that was yep. when you, yep. you stayed with them too that's of course all that's impressive too to some degree but uh you know you're a high school kid and the weird things you know impress you but then I remember uh after the game we were in the locker room and uh so this would have been impressed with just the camaraderie like we were in the locker room with these guys and they're just just the camaraderie between them and how they were joking with us and me and Danny and it was just like you just kind of got a feeling like these guys really a really good atmosphere you know I know obviously it was in a win in Horton after a game but you know it was just got I got a good feel from that one visit and that was an unofficial visit it was just for what I don't remember the reason we just went down went, stayed there with them and uh, good and everything and uh, coach Donawald yeah kind of yeah. you know pulled the recruiting tree yeah. and he's like uh, right before I'm getting ready to leave now my parents had left Sunday I stayed overnight on Sunday night, and they left Sunday, you know, and they left me there. <laughs> I'm like, I was wondering, like, how am I going to get back, you know? <laughs> and uh, right before I was getting ready to leave, you know, coach is like, we, you know, those two things. I mean, the camaraderie that I saw between Ricky and Lou and, and Big Hank was in the locker room, and, you know, just all these guys, the way they got together, I just thought... Wow, these guys are winning ball games, and they all seem to get along and like each other. And, yeah, you know, you know, during the had came to my house, and there were more than one coach that, you know, warned me, <laughs> if you will, in so many different ways about how tough Coach Donald was, and you know, just his personality and how he handles players and all those things. And I was just like, I heard it from more than one other. You know, coach that he went up against, if you will. Um, but I was like, I don't really care. These guys win. You know, they in our high school years, John. They went 83, 84, 85. They went to the NCAA tournament. Like, this is a winning program. And my thought process was, I want to win because when I was in high school, we won 27. Games. We were 27. We were undefeated my junior year. My senior year, we were 29 and three. We finished sixth in the state. You know, I'm, I'm used to winning games. I love winning games, okay? <laughs> That's all I was about. And I wanted to play ball, and I wanted to be part of something special that beat people. I just love beating people. Same <laughs> with us, and I'm going to give, I want your answer within two days. You know, did he do that to you, John? Yeah, so, yeah, so he, kind of an ultimatum, and I was like, you know, the bottom line why I chose Illinois State was was I, Illinois State. You know, I had a lot of other offers, but Illinois State was a winning program. All right, Big Sonny, we're going to talk our freshman year. Right, we come in with eight freshmen: you, me, Todd Starks, Mark Kratz, Sean Morris, Jay Teagle, Kevin DeCrane, and Tom Smith. Eight of them. We are, besides Sean is the walk-on, so he's the eighth spot. You and I are six and seven on the list because you got Jay Teagle won the state championship. And uh, um, Kratz won the state championship. Kevin DeCrane's highly recruited. Todd's highly recruited. Um, yeah. So let's talk freshman year. You come out of which, uh, you come out of Brockford Boylan. 
you haven't lost more than about four games in three years. And then we lose to, let me make sure I get this right. I just look. Iowa State. Uh, thank you. Uh, Chicago State. Thank you. <laughs> and DePaul. But at the Iowa, uh, the Chicago State game, I get into the game. We're down how many, Steve? I'm trying to find that back up on the screen again. 85. We We're down. We lost by 10 points. So I'm in the game. About 30 seconds to go. Bill's in, Tony's in, so I'm out guarding the guard out on the wing. Not really guard material. Get a great poke, get a steal, go the length of the court, and throw the ball off the back of the rim so hard that it hits the scoreboard. Go in the locker, we lose. Coach rips all of us. Sonny is so frustrated with all of us, but he really takes it out on hope his boy for the rest of his life. Oh, it will be. And starts screaming. <laughs> he can't even dunk. <laughs> look, look, here's, here's the thing. Like, you're, you're right. Like, you know, I was used to winning games. Yeah, that's it right there. Uh, you know, before I got to ISU, you guys I was teased me for winning games. And I'm like, okay, we, we lost the first game to Iowa State, correct? On a freak yes. yeah. whatever. Jeff Hornacek ended up in the NBA for a number of years. I mean, they were at least a legit team in my mind, okay? I'd heard of Iowa yes, State. Right. They didn't recruit me, but I heard of them, you know? And then, yeah. now, you got to backtrack a little bit. You guys got to understand, like, where I was at mentally. <laughs> uh, you know, when I was recruited, when I was recruited by – never came up, okay? So – after practice had started at the beginning of the year, you know, Coach Dean, I don't know how many practices in, he was like, you know, I really want you to. Coach D, uh, he never told me during my recruitment at all that he was going to want me to redshirt my first year. Like that redshirt this year, not for obviously a medical reason, but I think you need to work on your game, this, that, and the other. Da da da. I was like, I mean, I had already bought into the program. You know, I've already, I'm here. You know, I'm right, like, right. if this coach wants me in a red shirt, I'm like, okay, I'll, you know, I was just like, I could have said no, but I was just, I bought into the program. Like, whatever you need me to do, I'm going to do it. And so I red shirted. So as a red shirt, as you guys know, you, you do everything the team does. I mean, you even, for oh. games, you even get your ankles taped, you get the uniform on. You warm up. You, you do everything except check into a game, okay? And I was doing that yep. in these first two games, okay? So, Iowa State, tough loss. Jeff Hornacek stole the ball at the end. You know, okay, fine. But then we play this Chicago State, okay? And <laughs> I'm from Rockford, okay? And I, I heard of DePaul. I heard of UIC. I've heard of Northwestern. I've heard of Loyola, Okay. I never heard of no damn Chicago State. I didn't know who. <laughs> I saw Scott Fowler on an early. He knows all about Chicago State. Okay. Well, when I was 18, 17 years old, I never heard of these jokers. Okay. They're, in my mind, these guys are a bunch of bums. Okay. Because number one, I never heard of them. Number two, they didn't recruit me. I have no idea. Chicago State. Like, who are these people? So, they come into our house, you know, and I'm like. We're going to blow these guys out. I'm like, who the hell's Chicago State? You know? And you got to remember, I'm a redshirt freshman. Like, 
I can't play. Like, I can't help us. Like, right. I'm literally, my hands are, like, I can do nothing about this. When I'm watching us, like, struggle to beat this, what I thought was just a bunch of bums, okay? And <laughs> here's Pemberton. And, you know, I didn't know you at the time. I mean, we were basically brand We weren't friends. We weren't roommates. There you go. Yeah, yeah. No, we didn't really know each other, you know. I mean, this is the very beginning of the season, second game, like, and I'm like, this is the six nine dude that that's I'm going to run with. Can he I mean, I was just like, my my world was like coming apart. I was like, this guy can't even <laughs> dunk the ball wide open. He goes and he rears back, and he. And he missed it so terribly. I was like, "Oh my god!" And we lose this. We lose to these bums. And I'm just in the locker room. I'm just. I can't mentally. I'm just. I'm just losing my mind. I'm crying. I'm yelling. I'm screaming. Like all my emotions come out. And you could probably ask Derek. You can ask William. You can ask all the old, old older guys. They were probably yeah. like, "Get this kid out of here, losing his mind," you know. But I didn't care. I didn't care. I was just like. I'm going to voice how I feel. I cannot believe we lost to these jokers. And here my this guy who was recruited with me, my new team, he goes up and blows a dunk in such an embarrassing fashion. I was just like, I just had to, I just said it over and over again. I was like, he can't even Over dunk. and over again. Like, oh, my God. 20 minutes. The game. Okay, fine. But at the end of the game, you blow a dunk on your home floor? Oh, I was crushed. And I didn't even play. I was I was terrible. That was terrible. That was yeah. terrible. I just that was my immaturity. Eighteen year old kid. I didn't know my you know my butthole for yeah. the coaches yeah. in there. I mean, I didn't, you know you know nobody said. I mean, I'm sure. It, I'm, in fact, I know it irritated Taphorn and Harris and probably some other guys. But I was just beside myself. I was just like, I can't believe this guy. Yeah. This is, I mean, I didn't know you. You were just this goofy six nine. Mm -hmm. Just guy who yep, can't yep. run. Yeah, like brother. you were just a, I I didn't know you, man. You were just like this weird guy to me, man. That I was just like, he's going up dunking like he's Dominique or something, and this this dude just blew it. I was oh, it was terrible, man. I'm telling you, it was terrible. <laughs> I hit it off the back yeah, of the yeah, iron was so was hard. About it hit the scoreboard. <laughs> it did. It was just. What else could go wrong, you know? And then coach comes in and he's pissed <laughs> off, and it was just that was whole scene was just ugly. It was just ugly. It's just yeah. one of those things, yeah. you know. First year, you remember like it was one of those downtimes, you know. I, I mean, I, you probably felt terrible, right? Oh my God, you know I did. I mean, Mr. Dunk is a fresh. Yeah. I got. I picked this guy's pocket. How many you as a big? How many bigs are allowed to go out on a floor and guard a, a six four six three wing? Yeah. And here I am doing it on in Horton. I pick his pocket, and I'm gone. I got this, right? Uh, and yeah. Chicago State six four was probably the center. Yeah, yeah. No, because we had Bratzik and we had Bratzik and Howell, and I know you're telling jokes. And yeah, but we had Bratzik and Howell on, so Bratzik couldn't guard. He couldn't even guard the centers most of the time, right? I love we love Bill. Bill's a goofball, but he wasn't fast enough to do that. So. Yeah, so, and then this had to be on the cover for the next two years because I redshirt the next year, and this is the 88 program, two years in a row. And these guys, you guys would just tease me all the time. You're like, hey, you missed it. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Oh. Oh. So let's move forward to their sophomore year. So I redshirt the next year. We're now redshirt sophomores together against, uh, uh, and we go to Iowa. So closing seconds of the game, Tapborn gets the shot. I, yep, we're Oklahoma in the thing. We're playing Iowa. They're ranked fifth. I set the screen for Matt on the first one. He misses the shot. My man Sonny will get the rebound underneath the basket and have the presence of mind to call a timeout so that we can reset and get another shot at this. So my boy did it. So it's it's the three sophomores and Ricky and Matt. So it's four, I'm sorry, four sophomores. Gerard, Sonny, John, Ricky, and then Matt is our senior on the court. Harris is fouled out. Turn around, we get the ball. Matt hits the shot. So we're going to talk about the locker room then, and then you're going to go into the Oklahoma game after. For Roy Marble uh, from Iowa was from Flint. And our teammate, of course, Ricky Jackson, was from Flint. And I remember this being a big deal for Ricky to play against his, you know, his boy, basically, you know, that he grew up with. I don't know if they were on the same high school team, but they were both from Flint. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember before the game, everybody picked Iowa to, to win because everybody was anticipating Iowa playing Oklahoma, you know, the next night. And uh, we played well that game. I don't remember. I mean, we did. I don't remember everything that happened, but we competed and uh, we had a chance to win at the end. And, you know, Matt hit a big shot. And uh, that was a great win for us, you know. And, uh, I just I don't even remember the locker room because we had a game the next day. Uh, but yeah, that was great. I mean, it was a great win, and uh, I think we made we might have made national news that night, if I recall. I don't I don't know. But uh, yeah, we were on the we were on the ESPN. Yeah. 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 So that was a big deal to to get that win, and then uh, boy oh boy, when we played uh, Oklahoma the next night, that was that was rough. I mean, they had. Horace Grant's brother Harvey, you know, Harvey. played in the NBA for a time with, with of course, Horace Grant did. They had Stacy King play with the Bulls. They had Mookie Blaylock, longtime NBA guy. And then uh, I can't remember their point guard, but I know he played in Europe for a long time. I don't think he made I it. I thought it was league, Winston Garland. No, he was at Southwest Missouri. You're right. He was at Southwest Missouri. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, they had basically four pros. I mean, three really yeah. good pros. Four, four pros in my mind, and uh, that was just ugly. They, they, the talent level was not the same. I mean, you, when you, I mean, I don't know. It was like they were just better than us, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah, like you said, John, I, I remember the game. I try to forget it, but it was such a bad loss. <laughs> they, we couldn't handle them. I mean, I don't know if we had if we had a bad game. I don't, I don't know. I haven't watched the tape. I mean. I just remember them being like, they just did whatever they wanted, and they didn't care what we yeah. tried to do. I mean, uh, Mookie Blaylock, Mookie Blaylock's probably the quickest player, I think, that any of us ever played against. I mean, he's just amazing player. I mean, defensively, yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, you know, Stacy King, big 6'11 center, he, he did what he wanted. And Harvey Grant, I think, had at least 20, 25. Yeah. You know, we just yeah. couldn't stop those guys. And that's why it was such an ugly loss. I mean, I... We just we couldn't get it going in the second half either. So you know, it was Oklahoma City and then, you know, we take the bus to the airport. Coach takes us. It's like 
back to Horton, right from the airport in Normal, right to Horton, and uh, coach, is, coach is pissed. I mean, with good reason. And uh, he gets us, for some reason, you remember this, John? We couldn't get into our locker room in Horton, and we went into the visitor's locker room for some strange reason. I don't know what. <laughs> but he wanted to team <laughs> meeting right away. Like, this is 2 or 3 right, o'clock right. in the morning, you know? And uh, yep. I'm like, Again, you know, I, I played probably very little, but I'm, I'm thinking, like, what's done is done. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning here, you know. And yeah. the coach basically opened it up and said one thing. Why did we lose like that? And you remember, John, everybody was silent. Nobody would speak up. I mean, for more than a little while, coach repeated himself, I want to know, why did we lose like that? And nobody said anything, so I just spoke up. For, I know for sure he didn't like it that I said that. But I just said it. Within five minutes, we were out of, out of Horton Fieldhouse. Because we were intimidated. I said it. And I know Cliff didn't like that. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, when you tell Coach Donawald what he wants to hear... Yeah, he lets you yeah. If he's not going to run you, you know, I mean, the meeting was over because no one would say the yeah. truth. We were, I mean, I just thought we were intimidated. I mean, they got up by 20. They got up by 30. Everything we tried to do didn't work. And then, and then you know, yeah. two months later or whatever, three months later, we're watching these guys play against Danny Manning, NCAA championship game, lost to Kansas. Yeah. Like, they're a great team, man. I mean, they were second place in the country that year, yeah. but they were an awesome just a really well, well, so much talent, well coached. I mean, I don't know Tubbs. You know, I don't really know the guy, but they had yeah. their stuff together in December when we played them. I mean, they just beat us like they didn't care who we were. They did. They're a really good team. Okay, and we just couldn't match up. We couldn't play with those guys. Maybe later in the season we could have, but not in yeah. December. Yeah. We had already made the deal in the locker room, you and I, right at DePaul, and so that's probably a good way to roll into that. So. You know, and so at that point, I thought, well, shit, I'm now on my own from that class of 1985 because Sonny's going to be dead somewhere in a dumpster. <laughs> Coach is going to kill him. And, but let's roll into the... <laughs> right? I mean, you, when you say something back to Coach, all I can think of is William Anderson doing that. Now, you did it a lot more. You approached it differently than William did. But... Well, we saw William Anderson do it our freshman year, and he stopped playing for 10 games, right? And we needed him, yeah, right? I mean, we needed uh, William Anderson. I mean, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, a little bit different situation, John, comparing those two. I mean, because William's comment was, you know, kind of calling out coach. You say that, but... Mm-hmm. You know, I just had to, I mean, I was like 3 o'clock in the morning. Just get out Amen, of here. brother. Yep, yep. I don't remember. Maybe I did. <laughs> you? Yeah, yes. So the this is or this is late December. Our deal becomes early December, and then we go to DePaul. And we played DePaul 85-86 at the Horizon. Yeah. Uh, we lose by 20, 76-55. But... They got Rod Strickland. They got Dallas Comages. They're also loaded with all NBA guys. Basically gave them the middle finger, told them the you and I are the post and Todd. Matt's hurt, so it's Jeff 
and um, Cliff. So Zwart takes you and I, and we're off to the side. So we don't see it. Gerard told me this. And he actually, okay. he's supposed to pull Gerard, but Gerard's watching instead of being with us. So it was always Gerard and Sonny and I. We were the three always together. When one was getting chewed, we were all getting chewed because they wanted us to learn from each other, which a great relationship for the three of us because it worked out really well, you know, by the time we were seniors. But we're all basically treated the same, the three of us. Um, and you're laughing about it, but you know it's true. Um, but um, so Sarks basically tells Coach Jones to go F himself, right? Okay. He didn't want to hear about it. Okay. And then, yeah. and then. Then yes. Todd goes and sits at the end of the like bench, and we don't that. see him. Right, right. And I, I did, it was after the game, and we lost. And, uh, of course, not a good locker room. And uh, I, I didn't know that that happened during the game or halftime or whatever. I just remember in the locker room, like, it was already decided between Star Todd Starks and Coach. He's like, Get your stuff and go. Like he didn't even come back with us on the on the bus. He got it. He didn't get with the bus. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. And I just just I was just like, again, I was shocked. I was like, wait a minute now. You know, Todd yeah. was my roommate my first year. You know, with him and Sean, and uh, so yeah. I knew Todd yeah. a little bit. And you know, this is our second or third year, right, John? This season that we're talking about, this DePaul third year, game. we're junior, we're juniors, but you and I are redshirt sophomores. So, but him being our point guard, and because now we're in our third year, and I was like, I like playing with this guy, you know. But now it's we're starting our yeah. third year in, and we know Todd pretty yeah. well, you know. And you got to remember, Todd Starks was the Missouri Valley Conference Freshman of the Year. Okay. Todd was a talent, Amen. a real talent, and, you know, I got used to, oh, this guy can play. I mean, yeah. you want to play with guys that can play, right? And Todd was a player. I mean, he was really good, really good player. And in the locker room afterwards, here I'm, coach is like, get your stuff and go. All right, fine, you're gone. And I, I was shocked, number one, but then I got really pissed off. I was like, I can't believe this. Again, I was starting to get vocal again, and I was yelling. I don't remember what mm -hmm. I heard. I'm like, yeah, I'm pissed. We just lost my point guard. I mean, I was like, what am I going to do now? He's gone. And I didn't like it, and I made it clear that I didn't like it. And Coach Jones, to his credit, just got up. He didn't argue with me. You know, he got up and walked away. And, uh, it, again, it's one of those times in your career that, is unfortunate, you know, like, you don't want to lose good guys, good teammates, guys who can play. I mean, Todd was a player, and I was really disappointed. I was, because, you know, he came in with us, John. And, right, uh, yeah. I wanted yeah. to win with yeah. him. I wanted to graduate with him. You know, he was our class. And uh, just really disappointed. And uh, I'll give Coach D credit, you know, the next day or whatever. He's like, I understand how you felt, but Coach Jones wishes – you know, you wouldn't have talked to him like that. I'm like, you're right. I probably should have, you know, held it together a little bit better. But uh, it was just, that was a tough night, man, because all of a sudden our point guard's gone. Yeah. You know, it's just really disappointing. I was yelling in the, in the locker room at the horizon, but I was really pissed off. 
And I think Coach Donawall sent AJ, Coach Jones, to get me. Yep, and I said, I'm, I said to you, I said, I'm staying. And you said, looked at me and you said, I'm staying. And we were like, we're going to win a championship. We're going to get through this. But we got to do it together. Right? That's true. You did. I'll give and you credit, so, John. You did say that. And yeah. you said that uh, in what was probably not the most appropriate time. Maybe it was in some ways, but I was not in yeah. the right frame of mind. So I'll give you credit no, for but, but, kind of bringing my focus back in, you know. And uh, But we did make that agreement and we were both serious about it and uh and, and even and, though i was really you know upset we did yeah. make that agreement with each other. yeah that's true and i mean if you think about it i mean that's 30 months before we'll actually get it done right we, we still got to go through the rest of this season we got to go through the first losing season at isu in 40 years first losing season as a division one and then we got to crawl out of that and try to win a championship. And we'll get it done. And that's the bond. Right? We talked about the I can't dunk thing. And we laugh about that. <laughs> so that comes up in a conversation somewhere between us all the time. And we laugh about it. This is, yeah. the, this is the bond. And this is the teammate I was given. Couldn't have asked for a better teammate. You, Gerard, Ricky, Randy, my, and Sam, my five, six seniors, I couldn't have been given a better situation to, to to weather these storms, to grow as human beings, and then come back and win a championship, right? And to do it together. I don't remember how good Indiana State was, but uh, just everything was working for me that night. And uh, there, there was, uh, I don't know, first half, second half, there was one point in the game where I, Matt, kept, Matt Taporn kept throwing me the ball, and actually after I scored I don't know if it was I got fouled but before I went to the foul line I actually went out to Matt and I told him thank you for throwing me the ball because you know what I mean Matt and Jeff basically ran the offense I mean you know <laughs> yeah. they were you know the year ahead of us and you know but uh you know that sounds kind of weird and I remember you know Matt putting his hand hand on my head you know whatever he thought it was probably silly but uh that that's just the memory I remember from that, and uh, I don't know. It was a good win. That was probably best offensive performance that I that I can remember in my five years for me personally. But it was it was fun. It was definitely fun. In Horton, you also had yep. You also had twenty points um, in the next year against Bradley at Bradley, right? To bring home our second win that. against Bradley. I have the cassette for the guess, Lucky Rewinds. <laughs> yeah, I, I never, I, I don't like Bradley. I, I don't like Bradley at all. Uh, and I, uh, what's the Italian coach, not Versace, what was his assistant? Tony Baroni. Tony Baroni. Uh, yeah, he was assistant with, with Coach Versace. And uh, there was a kid, a younger, I can't remember his name, that was in the class behind me at, at Boylan and he went to Bradley's summer camp every year and he came back saying coach Baroni kept asking him where's where's Sonny Roberts how come he's not with you how come he's not at our camp Sonny Roberts so I know Tony Baroni was a good guy I'm not, I can't say that Dick Versace was but I just 
my memories of going to Peoria, John. I don't know how anybody could go to school there. Seriously, that that town freaking stinks, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it still does. It's been many years since I've been there. Okay, but you you know I seventy four. When you get over there and you go down that hill, you know, and you go down, you come over that hill and you see the river and you see the bridge. You know, you're gonna go over and there's Peoria. It's like as soon as you start coming down that hill, you still smell the stench, you know. And I was just like, I don't know how these guys. I don't know. But then years later, you know, I got married and I moved to Chicago and. Uh, I find out that many, many, many years ago, the people in Chicago reversed the flow of the, of the river, and all the excrement, yeah. all the waste, you know, all the everything flows down the river to Peoria. Then I was like, okay, now I know why the place stayed. Let's talk about the longest. I love to tease you about the longest drive in ISU history. We just watched the footage. It will be on when we're talking about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh. You know, when, when you play for four years for Coach D, you, 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 your focus is not to turn the ball over. <laughs> Didn't like that. Taking care of the ball, all that stuff. And uh, watching that video, uh, I didn't know what I was – I'm guessing that, you know, I was trying to not go on and, I don't know, by the time I got down to the turn the ball over and just, you know – there was nobody to, for me to pass it to, so I just kind of kept going and kept blocking. I found an opening. I don't know. It was, it was just the slowest, weirdest play. I don't ever remember doing that in practice. Uh, that's just one of those things that's just it worked out for me, I guess. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know how to explain it because I don't think I ever did it before that and definitely not since. So what do you think? Well, and, and, and that's Rick Shipley. So, I mean, he is a strong dude. You basically kept him on your hip the whole way. I mean, that is a feat of strength right there, in my opinion. And I was the one on the block, and you're coming at me, and I don't know what to do. And so I kind of get in your way more do. than anything. But <laughs> And then you just made that. And I was like, yeah, you made the basket. So, <laughs> all right, man. So let's talk NCAA tournament. Yeah, so we win the championship. We, we fulfill our promise to each other, right? The pack we make in the DePaul locker room, and we get to go to the, the dance. Talk about going to the dance. Yeah. Um, it was, that was just the best. Um, I mean, uh, that, that night, I remember there was, Coach Bender had some type of uh, get-together at Redbird Arena for the announcement of the brackets, and that was fun. And then we're like, okay, we're going to Long Beach. You know, I'm like, that's cool, California. I mean, we didn't play out west very often, right? I think, you know, not much in our uh, you know, four or five years. So uh, it was just a fun trip, you know, go take the bus up to Chicago, get on a flight out of O'Hare, and uh, we checked into this nice Sheridan Hotel there uh, across from the yeah. – Boat Harbor there, and uh, I remember the Queen Mary. You remember John was there, I mean, and uh, I remember we had a little. Uh, that, that stuff you just never forget. That was just we we made some plays at the end of that game against Southern. Uh, we got the win. I mean, it was just awesome. And a uh, little time one yep. day before, we, and we went walking around. We saw the Queen Mary, and uh, 
I still got the picture somewhere. I got into one of those uh, open wheel race cars, and you and I found, and the guy said, yeah, you can jump in it. Didn't let me drive it, but it was just fun, you know, before the game. And then uh, I just, you know, especially watching Coach Mo and uh, Coach, you know, Billy King, it's like we have really good coaches, man, because we thought we could beat anybody. I mean, we weren't going to change who we were, you know, going into that game. And I just remember mm-hmm. our practices were, this is how we're going to win. I mean, we didn't care who they were. I mean, right. I just really enjoyed that, you know, from Coach Bender and his assistants. I mean, we're, this is who we are, and we're going to play our game, and we're going to go for it. And we did. And uh, I thought we played really right. well that game. It got down whatever it was, a minute and something, it was tied. And from what I remember, Higgins... Yeah, three, and we missed a three, and, and that well, that was the deciding, you know, difference. You know, so we had our shot to take down the defending national champions, and we came very close, very close. Uh, but overall, it was it was a great, very close. It was just so much fun. My parents flew out there; they were there. Uh, one of my aunts and uncles was there because they live in California. Um, it was a lot of fun, man. It's just those things you you never forget, and uh, you know that's I still have you know. This is very special, John. You know, of course, you know, you got an NCAA watch. I mean, you got to play or yep. coach and be a manager. Love you know, it. you got to be a staff member. And there's only certain people that can get these watches, you know, and we yep. got one. So, really special. I mean, really fun. It's, you know, it's just one of those things you never forget. We had a blast, you know, even though I wish we could have got the win. You're going to show the ring? Yeah, it's right here. This is... This is what led to us getting that watch. Missouri Valley Conference Championship ring. <laughs> yeah, so this, you know, that family awesome. heirloom now. <laughs> Vought was one strong MFer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really strong. I mean, I didn't play a lot that game, but when I did go against him, there's a reason he was in the NBA for 12 years, or whatever it was. I mean, he's a strong joker. So, again, future oh. Future pros, we had our shot to beat them. We came, you know, close, but not, you know, close enough. So it was a lot of fun, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Him and Terry Mills were beasts, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm i really impressed by what you, each one of you three guys are doing with this podcast. Uh, I've, like I said, I've watched every episode, and I've learned so much about uh, everything that's happened not only before we got to ISU, but all these great teams, I mean, great teams that played. And I got to tell you, a lot of talent has played with that Illinois State jersey on. I mean, and you have really shown that, I think, just through these whatever 40-some episodes. I mean, short conversations. I mean, just fascinating to hear the things that these guys accomplished. I mean, the things they could do and I mean, it's really impressive to me, you know, so I, I got to give you a lot of credit for, for doing this podcast, all three of you, because uh, I've enjoyed it, and there's a lot of talent has gone through ISU, man, and, you know, I, as far as Coach Pete and I, I yes. really like yeah. him, you know, I, I think he's going to turn this around, I think he already has to some degree, um, I really liked what he said about his incoming freshman, and I just... I'm impressed with the guy. I mean, he's, he's going to build a program that we're all going to be proud of, I'm sure of it. You know, but when, you, when we look back on our time, John, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, 
Well, yeah, and, and for those listening, Sonny was nice enough to draw. I was, I got into Bloomington. I was moving into back to Bloomington from Phoenix, and Sonny drove me from uh, the Clark Kellogg thing last year. And I started pitching him, "Hey, we're at episode twelve. We want you on the podcast." And he's like, "You gotta get the forty-four. I'm not coming on until you get the forty-four. I know damn well." He was thinking we weren't going to get anywhere near 44 episodes. <laughs> so as we started getting closer, he's, he's like, uh, I can do 88, right? I can do 88. <laughs> but no, he, I, brother man, thank you so much. I mean, I, I couldn't have been blessed with better teammates to go through this. And, and, you know, and like you just said. So with that, my boy, Sonny Ray, number 44, number 44 in the program, number one in your heart. This is episode 44, Bird Vance Forever. Take us out, John. Yes.